Hey, welcome back to Five Songs or Less, everybody. My name is Danny, and I'm back here with Lush. What's up, dude? Yo, how's it going, man? Good, good, good. How are you? I am really good. I am stoked to be back on yeah. Five Songs or Less. Always stoked. Yay. <laughs> Uh, I, I, last time we spoke on the pod, we were talking Primus, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And I said, the next time we do a band together, we should not do a nineties band. And I partially failed. <laughs> and yet, and still, <laughs> I know. <it's> <laughs> Only what, uh, two of these songs are from the nineties. So absolutely. Um, I was just thinking I was the guy, like the 90s guy, which like... The 90s guy. I'll totally be that guy. I mean, I am that guy, so... <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> like whenever I do karaoke, I'm just like 90s, 90s yeah, yeah, only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, it worked out. And then thankfully, I, I don't only listen to 90s Bjork. Yeah. So yeah, I gave, I gave Lush Bjork. How did this happen? So my wife follows a YouTube channel that does like these little short documentary things there's like they're like 20 30 minutes mm. just little brief uh deep dives into bands and artists and a lot of them are are british uh, because the guy is from england somewhere mm. but anyway he had a deep dive on bjork and how she got her start as a solo career and it's cool because it always goes back to like uh, you know, this is where she got her start and she was in these punk bands and then yeah. this and that. And so I watched that and I was like, well, fuck. Now I'm like, every time I watch one of those, I'm like, well, now I got to go listen to this, yeah. this, you know, whatever we just watched. Yeah. We watched one on Kate Bush. And so I listened to a bunch of Kate Bush and then we watched this one on Bjork. And so I listened to a bunch of Bjork. Love it. And I was like, God damn, th- this is great. And I really want to talk about this on the pod. And so you were my first uh, ask. Because I was like, I have, so far you, you, Cody, and Nate have been my go-tos for the pod. Yeah. And for some reason I was like, Lush might be into it and it seems like he's something he would have been into but maybe not spend a lot of time with. Yeah. I think that's like a perfect assessment of where I was at with it. Um, Okay. And maybe even not... Like not like I wouldn't even say I was into it. Like I yeah yeah like yeah I, that might be like even too much. No, absolutely. And I think like I think I guess every time I'm on, we talk about Dimple, but like just working in a <laughs> record store, I feel in the era that we did, yeah. it was like yeah, so many of like my colleagues, coworkers were into it, and like mm-hmm. and so of course I wasn't like you know like unaware of it or, or, or the stuff. But yeah, definitely something that I would be willing to do. A, deep dive into with you or just you know go through your playlist and yeah uh, like I was thinking when we were when you approached me with this um at first I was like I know Bjork of course like I know some of the songs and uh yeah I'm familiar but like for some reason I put her I was putting her into a category with like Fiona Apple let's say sure and I'm like I could totally do a Fiona Apple one only because like I know way more of the songs and I have way more familiarity Uh with it from Nimble Uh like when I worked at Nimble like she was the shit I'm just like all we (laughs) listen to Tara Lopez was super super into her and it's like totally all we listen to um but no I was really I I was pumped and uh I went in kind of uh kind of neutral in a way you know like like not like aware of the what she's done of course but yeah you know that's funny you bring up Tara because um, 
when in 07, when Volta came out, mm. I was working with Tara at, at the Arden Temple. Yeah. And uh, she, or we got a promo in, a promo copy in of Volta. Okay. And I was like, oh, I got to give this to Tara. And she was like stoked. But like Tara kind of, my, my um, history with Bjork has always been like, I'll listen to a lot. And then I won't listen for a few years mm. and then I'll listen to a lot and yeah. talking with Tara and spending time with Tara at the record store. Like she kind of reinvigorated that kind of want to listen to like Bjork or like Portishead and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a lot of trip hop and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was cool. And then like for a few years there, like when Volta came out and then in when was it? 2011 biophilia came, biophilia came out. That was still a dimple then. And like, it was just a big deal and it was cool because I like got the promos and Hell yeah. got the album like right away. I was a receiver at that point too. So I was like, yeah. this one is mine. <laughs> of course. Totally. <laughs> I still have promo from Volta, like I, stickers and stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, the little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are all over the freaking Everywhere. Place. I had like a whole stack of them because I was doing promotions at the time. And um. yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> but anyway, what have you been up to? What you been what you been doing, sir? Yeah, you know, I've been quite busy, you know, of course, of course work, but that's all boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely been kind of um on a creative trip trip, trying to like, you know, just do this and that. And for me, like doing the podcast is part of that, you know, kind of yeah, putting yeah, myself yeah. out there and like being a part of something. And it's exciting for me and just like it stokes totally. the same like creative fires I get when uh, <laughs> I'm doing anything else. But um yeah, lately I've been playing guitar. Actually, I got oh, sick. I got some new strings. I'm like, I broke a string on my nice. my electric because that's kind of all I play, and uh-huh. uh, it was kind of a blessing because I put the new strings on, and it's. Uh, I was describing to it, my friend. It's very much like when you get uh, a new skateboard, and it has that pop. <laughs> you know what I mean? The deck has the pop. You can ollie higher than you really probably can. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And um. Yeah, when you get those new strings, you just get that fresh feeling, and you're like, "Fuck, totally. it sound good," you know. And, yeah, uh, especially after you break them in, because they're they're always like a little clangy mm-hmm. and stiff at first, mm-hmm. but then you know you play for a day, and then they're all broken in, and oh yeah, it, it sounds great. Exactly, and like stay in tune really well. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of got me down the path. Like now I'm like, and I'm sure you go through this with gear, but oh, yeah. now I'm like, oh, I need an acoustic. Okay, if I'm yeah, gonna play, yeah. like I need like a proper <laughs> acoustic. So now I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. doing that whole deep dive. And um, totally, I don't know if you've like uh, tried to get any gear, but like man, since the pandemic and everything. Uh, gear is like expensive new or used you know like everything's really? up everything's like it's just higher and so it sucks i want to get a guitar and i'm like fuck like they're so yeah. expensive right now you know yeah i haven't bought anything in a long because the band was on like a hiatus for so long because yeah. of the pandemic and we just started practicing again and like i've i've got all these pedals uh, and I hadn't touched them in two years right you right because I've, I've barely played guitar mm. over the pandemic and I have a little effects switch to turn my effects loop on and off. Nice. And it was just like fucking, it was dead. <laughs> it was told like, oh, no. I would hit it and it would be like crackly, like that kind of bullshit. So I just took it out and I was like, I don't even feel like spending the, you know, 50 bucks or whatever yeah. to, to get a new one. Or like, I could probably like take it to a friend and get it fixed or something. Right. Like that. Right. I just, I don't know. I'm, 
I haven't had the the urge to buy anything new, although I have been looking at synthesizers because I'm always like, oh sweet, constantly like, I just want a MIDI controller to like do GarageBand or Logic, yeah, absolutely, synth stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. Or, but then I'm like, well, I'm gonna get that, and then I'm gonna want to get like a Korg or, oh, or something. Oh yeah, that's a slippery <laughs> and so it's slope. it's this rabbit hole <laughs> or slippery slope. Oh yeah, man, sure. so much. Like I went down that, and I mm-hmm. um, I have a little analog synth, like an Arturia, super fun. Like yeah. I would definitely recommend, like if you want to get into synthesis, like something like that, like a, yeah, um, just something really simple, like monophonic, where you can kind of play with the filters and stuff. Um, totally. But yeah, I started going down that that fucking hole, and I stopped myself uh before i got into modular because i found myself <laughs> looking at modular stuff and yeah, then i was like yeah, oh yeah. no rubber hold up well, you're I, not I making any music here you're just like collecting <laughs> shit and like yeah making yeah, yeah. demos that never see the light of day like you have no right to buy yes, a modular yes. setup and like and then and then you go on craigslist and everyone's just like trying to sell all their modular shit because they went too mm. far it's like heroin or something man you gotta, yeah, like, yeah, be yeah. Careful, you've got you all know? those euro rack euro rack thank you sticking yeah. around yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. um but no that that stuff is like uh it's definitely a wormhole and uh Mm -hmm. i don't know if you're familiar but just a shout out because it's something i love and i tell everyone about um there's a documentary that came out a few years ago called i dream of wires Hmm. no i haven't heard that it's really good man it's like a like a music documentary but about Mm -hmm. uh synthesis basically and so um but a really like, you know, like coming from nowhere, like anybody could be your kids could be into it, you know, because yeah, they yeah, talk yeah. about like Moog on the East Coast. And then mm-hmm. they talk about like West Coast synthesis, which kind of evolved into Eurorack li- later. Oh, um, right. And that all happened in like Berkeley and uh, in the Bay Area in like the yeah, 70s yeah, yeah. and stuff. And I, I didn't know any of that. And I just, yeah, it's fucking cool. Like it. It inspires you, and, and, and then you'll definitely want a synthesizer. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> okay. Fully on, yeah. I'll have to text you later to, to remind me, but yeah, Absolutely. I definitely want to check that out. I had, for a while, like in the mid-aughts or something, I had a micro Korg. Oh, super fun. Which was, which were, it was fun, yeah. but uh, I didn't, I didn't like that it doesn't have in that many options for like manipulating the sound. Absolutely, um, right. Because like. Right. I would go like Cody and I would go to guitar center all the time and just like spend a couple hours like fucking around on synthesizers. And yeah. I fell in love with the Korg MS 2000 because yeah. it was similar to a Moog where like it had all the knobs and you could just sit there and like for hours just manip- manipulate that shit. Super tactile. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the micro Korg was, was cool and fun, but like, you just couldn't do enough. And so totally see you're into like the nerd shit. Like you got to yeah. get like, um, micro is a great, um, like performance tool. Like, mm-hmm. um, I've seen tons of bands use it. Tons so of many bands. bands use it. And so many like, recordings that I've done, like in hip hop, like we've ended mm-hmm. up like one person will be good on the micro young Andy specifically. I don't know if you know young Andy, but he's in like who cares and giant squid and like every fucking band in Sacramento. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, Andy, yeah. Andy Southern, young Andy mm-hmm. legend, but uh, he's a fucking micro quark master with the vocoder. Oh, like really? he'll get on the oh, vocoder shit, yeah. and like dude, just yeah. crush it. And like, so it is a cool like live performance tool. Definitely. But uh, mm-hmm. I still see people rocking them like the old one. That's how you know yeah, it's good. Yeah. Like they'll still rock yeah. the old one. Like there's a new <laughs> one, but they don't want that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I wish I still had it, but one of these days, I forgot. You mentioned skateboarding a few minutes ago, and I forgot. I wanted to talk to you about skateboarding yeah, because absolutely. my daughter 
has an interest in skateboarding all of a sudden. My daughter, Lassa. Ah, it's amazing. She's four years old. Yeah. And I like, I'm sitting on the couch and I hear like this kind of, you know, light commotion or whatever in the hallway. And so I like turn around and I look down there and we've got this, um, it's like a crocodile xylophone. Nice. Kind yes. Of thing. It yes. has wheels on it. Okay. Hell yeah. And she's got one foot on it and is trying to <laughs> trying her darndest to push push her way down the hallway and I'm like Lassa Lassa no I don't want you to do that cuz there's like this string on it you know you're going to fall or whatever right or right of course one of the cats or something yeah and she's like but I really want to I really want to skate I want to know how to skate and I was like okay that's that's cool like yeah. let's get you a skateboard yeah. and like let's figure this out but you're still not going to skate on this thing <laughs> yeah yeah totally. like, okay okay <laughs> five minutes later she's <laughs> of course, doing of course. The same thing uh, and so i started googling like you know skateboards for kids and things like that because yeah. i probably don't want to get a full-size deck i also don't want to spend a ton of money because mm-hmm. if this isn't something that she's going right, to continue right. or my son like if he want is interested too so did you did have your kids gotten into skating at all? Have you given any experience or advice? Yeah, well, you know what? Um, my kids have they've like approached it. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And the thing with skateboarding, it's like I think you're approaching it correctly because it's kind of like guitar. Like mm-hmm. my kids have also expressed an interest in guitar, and then okay. like you know I get them like a guitar and they kind of fuck around on it, but not like. Like, you know, you play guitar, like it requires like an actual like that moment to happen and you want to do it and you're going to like go through what it takes to do it. I think skateboarding is very similar. So like, yeah, they've like messed around a little bit, but they haven't like we haven't like really um, dove in because I'm like Mm -hmm. you. I'm kind of organic with it. Like I let them I let them try it out. I give them like, you know, we had had a skateboard, so I let them ride and. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he'll ride up and down the street with me. But um, I definitely think if she's showing interest, then definitely like uh, yeah. nurture that because it's one of those things. I think it's just inherent in some people. They mm-hmm. want to do it. And uh, I started at a very young age because uh, my brother did it. But also oh, okay. like I just wanted to. That's what we did when we were that age, you know, like in yeah, that era. Yeah. You didn't have very many options. So <laughs> that became my thing. And I remember like the first time I fell and hurt myself. Totally, and then totally. didn't didn't want to do it anymore, but kept doing it. And that's like <laughs> when I knew, like, okay, like I want yeah. to do this because I don't care if I hurt myself and totally because they're gonna hurt themselves, they're gonna fall. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's definitely gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I I know we're gonna they're gonna be padded up like crazy. Like I I was surprised my wife was into it. Amanda was into it. Yeah, um, because I was like, oh, she's not gonna she's not gonna let let this happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. You get hurt very easily. Of course. She was like stoked on it. So, yeah, I mean, we'll get them, you know, the knee pads, elbow pads. Absolutely, all that, man. All that kind of stuff. Um, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get my own skateboard now. Yeah, that's amazing, man. And I think like <laughs> it's so fun and it's such a cool like it's like skateboarding is like punk rock. It's not just like a thing you do. It's kind of like an attitude and like a life. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Like, and you, and you embody it. And I think Lassa that has the attitude. Absolutely. Sure. And that's huge. And, um, you know, here in SAC, there's so many cool like resources. I know that they do, uh, like classes at the 28th and yeah. skate park. I know some people that have their kids in that. And I just see like on Instagram and I'm like, Oh, that looks so cool. And like, 
Yeah. You get the access to everything, you know? My old coworker, Tyler, uh, would do that. He did it with kids and he did it with... Uh, like disabled youth as well. Oh, cool! Yeah, at, at 28th and B. Um, oh, okay. I don't think, he probably doesn't do it anymore. He uh, got cancer and has been really, really sick and stuff. But quite a few years ago. But he's okay. like gone from work and stuff. Like he doesn't. He we worked together at my first DMV job. Oh, at the gotcha. Help desk. Gotcha. It was maybe like week two or something like that. And I see him walk in with a with a record mailer, and I'm like, You're like, okay. What's up? Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, <laughs> I see. You recognize, definitely. It's like, yeah. Absolutely. And so we, we get to talking, and he's like, oh, yeah, I used to skate, and I still kind of do, but, you know, he was being into it, like, pool skate and stuff. And yeah. He did the, he didn't do the, like, banana board, is the, the kind that goes up on both oh, ends. That's yeah, like yeah, the banana. Yeah. Like, he did the older school yeah. kind of board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my, like my old Ninja Turtles one. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. He was like a legend, man, for sure. And like he's talking about like, oh, yeah, I saw Fugazi at the grind and right. all, this, oh, all this kind of stuff. And uh, so, yeah, that was cool. It, it was really nice to like, you know, finally get my adult job with good benefits. And yeah. All that state job and get to like sit and talk about punk rock and skateboarding. With, oh, absolutely, <laughs> man. Absolutely. And like even now, because I'm in the same kind of boat, like I work for the state mm-hmm. or whatever, and there's so many of us kind of like infiltrated and in, 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 in yeah, there. Yeah. And like so many like I, I met a dude on the light rail that was in some punk band. I can't even think of what band now, but like that was big, playing all the time with Tim's band. He knew Tim. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, oh, man, he was some state worker. He looked like a total nerd like yeah, on yeah. the light rail. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, oh, man. Yeah. It's a great town for skateboarding, uh, such a rich history. And like, um, yeah, there's so much, there's cool resources, so many cool people. And that would be mm. awesome, man. There's, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll see if uh, either of them kind of stick with it. I'll probably, I was looking at some that were like less, like around 50 bucks, a little bit less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably get them both one of those. There and, you go. You know, see, or like check out Target too. Um, see what totally, they have. Totally. My kids are into bikes right now, big time. Like, oh, like okay. they found their way of like, just that's what they want to do. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so we're doing a lot of bike riding. And um, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's great. What else was I? Uh, have you been keeping up with Marvel stuff at all? Yeah, you, you guys know used what? to talk about it a lot. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, Tim's like, he's all about it, and I'm all about it too. I've been along mm-hmm. for the journey of, of yeah. it, you know. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm. I'm a little bit of like, not a snob, but I love movies, you know, I love film mm-hmm. and like, I love all kinds of shit and like, you know, like the boring old ones and all of them, you know, and, and even to these new ones, like these blockbuster yeah. movies, I can appreciate them. And, um, I'm a child of the eighties and nineties and that's kind totally. of when it like totally. started, you know, <laughs> but yes, I'm, I'm definitely keeping up. I haven't, um, finished Miss Marvel. I've been watching that. Oh, okay. But I'm a few back on it because we got mm-hmm. a little sidetracked watching um, Stranger Things, actually. Okay, okay. Me and the kids were watching that, and then it just got nice. too intense, and I couldn't watch it with them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I haven't seen that, and I really haven't seen um, Thor either. But you haven't seen Thor. Yeah, okay. I guess that's the newest stuff out right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thor. Yeah. We saw Thor. We always see anything Marvel opening weekend. Marvel and Star Wars. Love it. Love it. We'll yeah. go opening weekend sick and I, I like that we're like we're at the age with the kids now where we can start taking at least han like he would be yeah. able to sit through four sure. sure yeah or something so i think depending on what what comes out next i, th- I think it's wakanda forever comes out next maybe we'll take him to that 
Ah, so that's going to be, it's just you and your, your wife go right now. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I love we drop that. the kids off with, with grandma. Yeah, and grandpa. That's so fun, man. Yeah. I love, me and that, my wife was Tim. We would, we would do that. We'd go to the <laughs> yeah, opening yeah. night, Thursday nights and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. So fun, man. We do the mornings though. We don't, yeah. I can't, we can't do the night show. I mean, I guess they don't, they start them at like nine o'clock or something now. Like they start them super yes, early. Yes. Which is tight, but still for us, we're like first showing on op- the actual opening day. So the first showing on Friday. Yeah. Um, Cause there's not as many people and totally quiet. We could take the day off work, all that kind of stuff. Me and Tim um, would get super baked and then go <laughs> like to the first possible showing. Yeah. yeah. And just be around the, sometimes like back in the day, like people would dress up like, Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier was there one time for one of the Avengers movies. <laughs> like, nice, nice. But look, I, I love, I love Thor. Uh, I love Taika mm-hmm. Waititi. I love yeah. uh, the last one. I'm sorry, I'm blanking right now. But uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. I love. I love yeah. that one. That's like my favorite one out of all the MCs. Yeah. It was so fun and like it's it's definitely in the same vein. It's it's something that I what I like about phase four so far is it's a lot of trying things different yeah it's 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 bringing in more diversity Mm -hmm. and bringing Mm -hmm. in different storytelling methods because marvel you know there's that marvel formula and they still kind of adhere to it here and there sure sure but it's just so i don't know thor was really really fun and it was silly when it needed to be silly Mm. and it uh got serious when it needed to be serious there's stuff I you know I have my criticisms sure sure uh, here and there um, I feel like some stuff was cut for time and they were trying to keep it in a certain you know they didn't want to do the three hour the Batman <laughs> right right <laughs> I I feel the same about the Marvel shows or I'm sorry the um the Disney Plus shows Marvel shows yeah I I really liked Miss Marvel uh, we watched the first there's six so we watched uh, four. Of them, and then we took a couple weeks off so we could just kind of like get through the end. Yeah, you know, real I love quick. that. Yeah, yeah. But, so we just finished it a couple nights ago, uh, and it was really good. It had anything to do with parenting, like if it's you know yeah. the kid and the parent yeah. bonding. I'm just yeah. fucking crying like a like a baby. <laughs> I love that. That's so me. Um, <laughs> right at the end, you'll know. You'll know when you get there. Got you. Yeah. Right at the end. Oh my god. I. It was seen... really good. I I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, that's amazing. I've seen, I think I've seen the first three episodes, maybe four. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I've mm-hmm. seen a big chunk of it and then I kind of fell off, like I said, but not that I wanted to like fall off. I sure actually like really, really like it. And mm-hmm. I like, I see kind of where it's directed. Like it's not really like YA, but it's kind of like, you know what I mean? It's in like, yeah, kinda, yeah, like yeah. a little bit like in a different bracket or whatever, but I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. And like for me, like I watch it with my kids and stuff too, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, dude, for me, like honestly, like being like South Asian or whatever, like growing up a brown person, like mm-hmm. in, in this country, like mm-hmm. I'm. So I was born here in Sacramento, but mm-hmm. uh, both of my parents were born in Sri Lanka, and then uh, my brother and sister were actually born in Sri Lanka too. Oh, okay. And um, so I was my family like moved here, and then I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Honestly, like for me, like watching Miss Marvel, even just the few episodes I've seen, I was like telling my kids, I was like, yo, I've like never seen 
a representation yeah. of like certain cultural things and i'm not pakistani of course but like uh-huh. just certain things like you know what i mean like yeah i'm like holy shit like they really nailed that i felt like very like seen in ways yeah, where yeah, yeah. and it was cool because we come from an era where um there would never be a south asian character or if it would be it would be like um, it would be a total stereotype. Oh, 100%. 100%. A, a side character. Totally. Yeah. Right. And like, so just that. But like, also, like, when I was young, um, like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking mm-hmm. classic from our childhood. All that's filmed in Sri Lanka. Like, everything that happens oh, there okay. that's okay. like supposed to be India, it's actually Sri Lanka. So, like, and they're even like speaking singular. So, like, when the subtitles come, I would like know what they were saying. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, yeah. I know. But then even then, we're like the bad guy, like Kalima yeah, and the yeah. whole thing. Like, um, so the, honestly, like just for that, like I fuck with that. And I think like yeah. that's fucking really cool. And then they're talking about like the partition and things mm-hmm. like historically that have happened um, after colonialism in the subcontinent. And like, fuck, that's that's dope right there. I mean, like yep. I'm learning shit. Everyone's learning some shit like and I. And I agree with you. Like, I think Marvel has been on a roll because I thought mm-hmm. Moon Knight had really cool, like, representative things with some of the mm-hmm. actors um, and, like, the Egyptian kind of storyline. And uh, Shang-Chi before that, I thought it had oh, some yeah. really, really cool, beautiful uh, things in it. And, like, yes. I'm a big fan of, like, South Korean filmmaking. So, like, some of those, like, people are legends there in that yeah, film. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And, like, <laughs> just... It's super, super cool. Um, but yeah, I think they're definitely on to something good. And uh, I'm excited to finish Miss Marvel and see where they go. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm along for the ride. I'm not. Totally. Uh, I choose what to be like snobby about. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And like I'm never yes. going to be snobby about like something like this that's kind of mass marketed to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Or like Thor even, you know. Um, I look for them to do something fun and cool and entertaining. And I think they've done a good job. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I've I've gotten... As I get older and older and older, I uh, I just don't have the time or the energy to be like a fucking snobby asshole like I was to prequels, the Star Wars prequels. Right, right, right. Like back in when those were coming out. Sure. And like revisiting those now, they're not that bad. They're not great. Nah, yeah. But there's a fair amount. We watched Phantom Menace like a couple months ago and I was like... A, Kind of a sar- aside from Jar Jar Binks, this is actually a not a bad movie. No, not at all. Yeah, and it you was know? so exciting. I mean, I saw that in the theaters. I remember mm-hmm. just being yeah, I saw so excited for it a couple times in the theaters. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. Those but, were different times. We were it's so, different different yeah. times for sure. Oh, uh, definitely. Well, that's a fun trip we went down with that. I um, I love that. I you know what I will say is, and I'm not going to take up a lot more time, but um, <laughs> I've been in like my. Uh, in between on watching stuff like I feel like mm-hmm. there's like I'm like waiting because in August basically like both of my biggest fandoms that I am like cherish the most are like having shows basically oh. so uh the Game of Thrones like prequel series the yes. being the first thing I'm a huge huge Game of Thrones uh George R. R. Martin Song of Ice and Fire totally. nerd um so I'm super pumped for those uh for okay. that to come out on HBO mm-hmm. And then my second love or my main love is Arsenal Football Club. I think I've told you about this uh, in the soccer team in England. Oh, in oh the God. English, uh, in the English Premier League. 
and we're having a show uh, like a documentary like behind the scenes whoa yeah Amazon okay. on Amazon called All or Nothing and they've yeah, done like yeah, yeah. they've done other teams before but this is like really exciting for the fandom because yeah. they're like <laughs> oh shit like it's the behind the scenes that we all like have been waiting for you know yeah yeah all right let's let's get into Bjork let's do it um so you said you were familiar with uh, Army of Me and the big band song. I think I think I you. Think that's it. how I said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I ar- I already had Army of Me on the playlist, so that one was gone. Okay, yeah, which is a uh, banger. Definitely it's a banger. such a good fucking song. It's one of the first. So like uh, Army of Me and Human Behavior were like big in rotation on MTV like ah, in ninety six yes. or so. Right. I think let's see. Post came out ninety five. I think it was around 96 that I first like heard mm. those songs yeah. on MTV or on the radio or quad or whatever. And I really liked them, but that yeah. was like height of my punk days. Ah. And so like, I kind of in passing mentioned it to a friend and he made fun of me and so I like, <laughs> shut off my, my Bjork of course, of course. <laughs> fandom yeah. for a uh. while. But I, but I always remember that. And that, that song instantly takes me back to like, Elk Grove High School, like oh, that kind of yeah, definitely. Thing. But then it was like around 2000, 2001 or so. I don't know. I, I started like uh, branching out and listening to other types of music other than just no effects and shit. Yeah, right, uh, right. And my sister liked her and she had a couple CDs and she like burned me a copy of um, Homogenic or Homogenic. I can't remember. Mm-hmm, I don't really mm-hmm. know how to pronounce it. And that kind of like started it again for me. And I was like, oh shit, this is great. And I was really into like Kid A when that came out. Yeah, yeah. Like anything where it would like make my Jeep Cherokee rattle. (laughs) Like if I turned it all the way up. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Because my second one, it was like a, it was like a nicer Jeep Cherokee, but it had a Bose stereo in it. Yeah. And and it had like really good EQ controls. And so I like set it up to where it was like buzzing. Like it was, it was Radiohead stuff or Bjork and I think Rage Against Machine were like the ones that would give it real good buzz. Slapping. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then I got to see her live in 02. Oh, nice. Which was nice. It was at, it was in San Francisco at the Pier, Pier 3032. Yes. Where they do Warped Tour. i shows there. Yep. I've seen Warped Tour there. Yep. It was Amazing. very cool. Oh, that's rad. And she's just kind of always been someone that I've enjoyed and I'll like... Uh, I haven't listened to the most recent albums until I was making this playlist and I was like, yeah. I should listen to the more recent stuff. And she still got it. I just, something I got from that documentary and, and makes total sense is like, she really doesn't give a fuck mm. about like what the people want to hear. She just does whatever she wants Yeah, in yeah. her music. she. I love the blend of like organic horns and strings and then there's synthesizers and then like when we get down to um uh vespertine and biophilia like we could talk about uh how she has instruments made she's just mm. like i want something that sound like this and she yeah. commissions people to make instruments oh, that like don't exist I, I and it's, it's fucking rad it just doing whatever she wants and not caring about like her singing, you know, quote unquote weird, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, never really conforming to 
what the labels wanted her to do. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just always really loved that about her. And I really want to go see that, that new movie she's in. Oh, Uh, really? I didn't know she was in the Northman Northman. Oh, she's in that. Yeah. Oh, just like a small role. She plays. Oh, that's right. I started watching that movie. It's fucking. Oh, really? Crazy. Really good though. I watched like the first 20 minutes and then I was like, I have to focus. You ever watch a movie like that? You're like, uh, I can't really have to like, I feel like read all the subtitles and like really fucking focus (laughs) because I'm already confused. Um, Oh, that's amazing, man. Like what a cool journey like that you've been on with, with it from day one, almost it seems like, you know, like since you first heard it in a way. Kind of, yeah. Like I, like I said, like I, I ignored it for a long time because it was this stupid high school mm-hmm. punk thing mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's really thanks to a lot of the my musical taste, especially early on, is thanks to my sister. But like, oh, I love that. She kind of got me back into it, uh, got me thinking about different types of music and stuff. Um, so thanks, Angela. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Um, so what? I mean, we kind of talked about your history, I guess, a little bit through through Dimple Records yeah, and yeah. stuff. Do you remember like her coming out in the '90s, or did you ever listen to like Sugar Cubes? Like they, they were semi big in the late '80s. Now that was that her band. That was her band. One of her okay. bands before she went solo. So, so I'll be honest with you. Like I, and I don't know if this is against the spirit of the show, but I, I feel like this is not a bad way to go into it. Uh-huh. I. I haven't really done a lot of research into her because okay, I kind of okay. was hoping like you could kind of fill in some of the blanks for me. Sure, you know what sure. I mean? As someone like so I'm kind of coming into it a little bit layman uh, regarding like her uh-huh. come up her come up story or whatnot. Okay. I just like I've always been aware she's always been there, totally. and I think that alone speaks to what you're talking about about her being a little a little uh, different. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it, it's it's a little weird, and maybe the labels weren't always. I'm super pumped on whatever is going on, but <laughs> yeah. she managed to find a way to still uh, exist in this niche that was like big and like mm-hmm. mainstream in a way she was everywhere. And I think that is almost because of also like everything outward facing, you know, mm-hmm. like her, her image, her, her, int- her fashion, you know, yeah. like, yeah. like I'm a fan of fashion. And I always remember being like, fuck, I like the way she's, like just just out there it's fucking yeah. weird and um later you know we got people like lady gaga and stuff who definitely mm-hmm. were obviously so influenced by bjork in yeah, so many yeah. ways and um as i was listening to the playlist and kind of going through um i kept seeing that like i kept seeing her influence everywhere mm-hmm. you know that i hadn't really considered before even and that's why i loved in this fucking podcast because i yeah, like just yeah, it yeah. makes you just think about shit a little deeper right and i'm like fuck like so much shit I do really like. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of like a, a Bjork light, you know? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like Bat for Lashes or something. Who I love. And like, then like, you know, like Bat for Lashes, like a really big, like a few years ago, like, in, uh-huh. like the indie whole, like college rock scene. And I'm like, and I think she's dope. But uh, also like, fuck, like Bjork was doing all this, you know? She like, she wrote the blueprint, obviously, totally. in so many ways for so many um, artists that came after her. And I think like that's something that's super notable that when somebody exists like in kind of like the cultural like conversation, the dis- cultural discourse, or you know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. zeitgeist or whatever <laughs> for like a bigger like being an icon in a way. Yeah. And I, I, I just think she's like totally an icon, man. And absolutely. Fucking, like, an icon for all the weirdos too, probably. Even, yeah. Which is absolutely. even cooler. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, it's it's always kind of a bummer um, that kind of from a mainstream perspective, she's always been like the butt of the joke, mm. kind of. Like there's always like every few seasons it's on SNL, there'll be a Bjork character or like uh, my wife and I are really into watching RuPaul's Drag Race. And Hell yeah. the, there was one episode uh, where they do like the celebrity impersonations and somebody sure. did Bjork and I was just like, this is not accurate. To- <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. And so it always kind of bumps me out a little bit because I'm just like, no, you just need to listen. Like, yeah, she's got this goofy persona or whatever, but sure. And she, she wore that fucking swan dress that everyone loves to talk about, but she's so much more than that. There's so much more like happening Mm. to like the intricacies in, in all the music that happens and the thought that goes into it uh, and all the people she works with. And all the influence she's had on like electronic music, uh, weirdo music, like all that kind of stuff is, is yeah. so fucking yeah. rad. So yeah, I don't know. She's always just been like this this musician that has always been doing their own thing, and I've always absolutely loved it. Even if there was one album in particular that I never ever listened to, and maybe I should revisit it because I haven't listened to it since it came out. It's called. Medulla, I think it's pronounced, but it's completely oh, yeah. acapella. Like there's no uh, instruments yeah, yeah. on it at all. <laughs> yeah, I remember when this, is, when this uh, happened, yeah. I just remember buying that CD and sticking it in my, my <laughs> CD player and being like, okay. <laughs> you tried. You were a yeah. good fan, you know? I gave it, I gave it my, my fair shot. I don't know, maybe due diligence. 15 years later or however long it's been, maybe, maybe I'll give it another shot and see. There you go. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a big ask to do an entirely acapella album. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of your fans, <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, yeah. No totally. music. Um, oh man. Well, you know, another thing uh, that I would you can clarify for me as well. And I was thinking this repeatedly as I listened to everything. Um, <laughs> how much? How much of the process is is her? Like, is she? Is it all her? Is like all the? No. Um, it's from what I've understood over the years is. It's all very, very collaborative. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, she might come in with, you know, the, the quote unquote bones of mm-hmm, a song mm-hmm. um, or even just lyrics and stuff, but she's always working with different people, different producers. Early Got on, it. she was working with 808 State. I don't know if you're familiar okay. with that. Yeah. That's yeah. Something that came out that came up on that documentary thing. Um, but yeah, she's so, always like working with different people and. You know, it's a huge collaboration thing, which is which is very very cool. That you know that is really cool because actually, like I think that um, in this day and age, there's a lot of times where it's like this kind of like megalomania, yeah, megalomaniacal yes. like process, wherever where like this is I don't grizzly bear, but it's actually just one person, and that's <laughs> not accurate. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. like a thing now, um, where. But like listening to the five songs on the playlist and I don't, it seems like they're all from different albums. So I don't mm-hmm. really know what time they span, but um, uh, I think this kind of goes to the iconic thing. She has this way of like, it's just like, it just sounds like her. You yes. know what I mean? Like yeah. it just, and I think that's cool to be able to like even bring in other people, but you're like such a force where it's like, okay, you're just influencing probably like every decision. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like they're not like bringing her beats and she's fucking rapping over them or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, Although one of the songs, and I, I felt this way when the album came out and it's mm-hmm. grown on me a lot. When Volta came out, 
Uh, there's three or four tracks, including the one I gave you, Innocence. Okay. Is a Timbaland produced it. Interesting. Okay. And, okay. And every song I'm like, this just has a different feel. Like it's still Bjork, but it's very like the song I gave you and a couple of the other songs, they're very, very hard hitting. Got you. Uh, got you. Much more than her normal sound. Yeah. Um, like she's always had fun and really cool beats. Those ones were just, were just a little bit different and it's cool. And she'll do that for a few songs or a full album and then sure. go on and do something with someone else. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Well, let's get into our first song then. Yeah, let's do it. Off of her first debut album, Venus as a Boy. I wasn't sure how to yeah. do it, but chronologically just seemed right. And man, this was one of the hardest playlists. To really? Make. Interesting. Yes. There's Interesting. so many songs I wanted to pick. Yeah. And I was really hoping, because I I couldn't remember off the top of my head like how many albums I was really, really into. And I was like, oh, I really hope there's five albums so I can just pick. But mm, there's like seven yeah. that I really <sighs> like. Right, right, right. Um, or six, I think. And so I, you know, I had to make some sacrifices. Of course. Yeah. Um, That's when you know it's good. That's when you know it's right. You know, absolutely. But yeah, Venus as a boy though was a, was a pretty quick pick because I, uh, I've always really liked this song. It's very like, and it just has a fun rhythm to it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you have like a long history with this song. Like you, this is from when you were young. No, no, this, no, not no. from when. Like, I didn't have the albums. Yeah. Until like later. Um, Got you. So I mean, like in uh, when when those two songs came out, the um, God, Human Behavior and Army of Me. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have the albums or anything. They just caught them on MTV. That kind of got thing. it. Got it. Debut. I probably didn't listen to until like the early two thousands. There's like, I mean, I was still young, but. But it resonated with you like immediately, yeah, yeah. like the, like throughout all, all the songs on the albums. You're like, oh, this is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think of this one? Oh man, this one is like, I this is just an absolutely gorgeous song. I mean, and I, I had never heard it before. And then like then I got this thing where like, you ever hear a song so good, you're like, oh fuck, like what am I doing? Why well, haven't I heard this? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I don't have any music <laughs> credentials. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like one of those things. Uh, it was so, it really, like, it really, it really, it not even grew on me. It just hit me right away. I'm like, oh, this is special. Mm-hmm. But then it did grow on me. Like, then you kind of like, and I think that's what a good song will do. Like, you'll just know. But then it'll start kind of revealing itself to you in ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's interesting that you're talking about, you put it chronologically, because we didn't talk about that at all. But like, that's what I kind of, that's how it listened. That's how it played. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, like you can hear like, the growth. It's or an whatever. evolution. Yeah. It's an evolution. Right. But, um, in that way, like that's kind of staggering. Cause you're like, Whoa, it's so good from the start. Right. Yeah, like yeah. the first song is so good. Like this song could be a 2022 song mm-hmm. by some like, 
band from Silver Lake or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally, like, totally. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, trying to sound like a little, like, using the same gear or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So immediately, like, like the, the, the instrumental I like. I'm like, okay, like, I like this. This is, like, there's a simplicity to it, and there's also simplicity, but there's also, like, a, a vintage kind of, like, almost like a Casio style, like sequencing, you yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. That like you hear a lot of these old, like 16 step sequencers where there's a rigidity to like the pattern and the swing of mm-hmm. how you can make the, how you can make the pattern sound. And that can be limiting, but also like really exciting. Cause you know, you're like, it, it's there, it works and you, and you work with it. And um, yeah, so immediately I really like that. And then, but I think what makes it kind of timeless is, uh, it's like so layered. There's so much going on. Yes. Um, whether it's the live instrumentation, like there's like a sitar definitely in the background and certain like parts or something mm-hmm. like that swelling, uh, which is really cool. Like with any good production, I feel like there's like really good dynamics, mm-hmm. you know, like there's really good, like, m- like there's different, uh, like weight to the different parts, you know, some are, quiet or loud or not even really quiet or loud, but just like the feeling of them. Yeah. The parts are like put together really well. And that's just like, you know, you're listening to good music when it's mm-hmm. like that, when every part kind of speaks and every part like does its own thing and the timeless like nature. Yeah. What year did this? This is 93. 93. And it's, it, that's crazy. it does not sound like it came out in 93. No, to me, not like at all. The, no the something about the production quality just Bjork always feels futuristic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and something about the production quality and the, the blend of like digital and, and organic instruments, uh, just makes it feel, you know, ahead of its time or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds so big and full and like it's produced so well Mm -hmm. with her voice being, of course, the main instrument, you know? Yeah. And that's one thing I found throughout all the songs is like she's just really well produced and whoever is like mixing it to like they just (laughs) know how to like. And I'm sure a lot of that is her and just know like she knows like. Yeah. Out of everything, that's her instrument and she knows like how to utilize it in the best way. And that comes from obviously making sounds like songs like this, uh, you know, fucking 30 yeah. years ago or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, she's, she, like, she obviously has a really good ear for, I need to do this here or, or man, this is really missing something. I need strings to come in here. Yeah. And she's been, yeah. she's been making music since she was like 12. She was like mm. a kind of a Icelandic child star where she had like okay. this album where she did a bunch of like, uh, basically covers like, kind of traditional songs or whatever uh-huh, uh-huh, uh, yeah like pop songs and things like that and then um, she's just been always making music she was in like punk bands that like uh, came out on like crass's record label uh, oh, and in the sugar cubes this like 80s kind of like what a, what's this they're kind of like some blend between like the smiths and talking heads and yeah nice very like new wave very fun and dancey and bouncy but like politically charged at the same time she's just always been doing all these interesting things and then after sugar cubes she decided to go solo and since then it's always just been like this collaboration where she's working with these different people 
It was mm. like 808 State, like she did a couple songs for them, and then they worked with her. Uh, and then she, uh, I think it's Post, the next album, that has a couple songs where Tricky is doing beats for oh, her. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she go. was on uh, like some Tricky songs as well. And But anyway, yeah, she just has a very good uh, ear for like what to do where I kind of think of her as like a composer, like she's composing all mm, of this stuff and absolutely, you yeah. know, she's collaborating, but she's still kind of in charge. I think. Sure. Sure. Like a true producer, like yeah. kind of like every like aspect of the sound she's, um, she's, she's, she knows what's going on. This song also, um, like the music is one thing There's like, the music is incredible, but also like, man, her like, the vocals and the melody, but also like the lyrics in this song mm-hmm. are fucking like, and I think we talked about this last time. Like I like to just like listen to the lyrics, you know, for mm-hmm. a while and like have totally. them kind of wash over me and then I'll like read them later. Now <laughs> lyrics are so accessible. It's fucking rad. Totally. Like, yeah. If you go on Apple music, it's like right there. It's right there. The, the lyrics are like, and I'm looking at them right now on my phone. Um, I mean the lyrics like to me is like a lyricist, like they're next level. I mean, they're so, so good. And I don't, it's th- it's like it's a kind of song where you could probably I'm sure there's like a ton of shit written about what the song means mm-hmm. maybe or even mm-hmm. maybe she's addressed certain things about the song I don't really know but um, I kind of kind of make my own like, totally yeah assumptions or whatever and I, that's what I love a song like that where you mm-hmm. can kind of like it can be very evocative and yeah. you're like the lyrics will alone will like be very evocative and I think this song has that a yeah. lot. Yeah, I've I've never looked into like what any of her lyrics are about really, but yeah. there's something about them that's just like like otherworldly and like sensual and yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and I don't know just always really fucking interesting and like sometimes there's like I think I have a couple timestamps or at least one where I'm like. I've never known what she's saying right here, but I always sing along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like almost every Bjork song, there's a section where I'm yeah. like, I don't know what the hell she's saying, but uh, she's with putting her accent, yeah, yeah too, with like, the accent just, and, and uh, whatever. But I don't know. I fucking it's great. It's really great. The this song especially, like it's very like, um, yeah, like you said, like sensual, like almost like. Like almost like if you read the lyrics, like erotic, and even like when you like mm-hmm. are listening to them, right? But there's like this uh, tenderness and like sweetness to the song that's really like pervasive. Like that's what I get from it is like it's tender mm-hmm. and like it's about like young love or it's about like exploration yeah. or uh, learning who we are. And then even like Venus is a boy that's like evocative of like uh gender stuff you know yeah yeah. so like so like now like um at the like the importance of this kind of stuff is at the forefront rightly so obviously Mm -hmm. to me it's like evocative of all these things and that like again what makes something like timeless in a way Mm -hmm. you know like that uh she's kind of addressing issues or just even like ideas that Mm -hmm. are really like uh that are important always and then yeah, I, I, there's a lot of imagery in this song. Yeah. A lot of like, even just like the whole Venus, like there's like this Greek mythology or whatever <laughs> mythology that like is evocative in a way in itself, yeah. you know? Like when I think of the song. And 
Yeah, I really, really like this one. This Sweet. one was, um, yeah. Um, I, like mo- I liked all these, actually. <laughs> spoiler alert. Hell but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Love the like rhythmic delivery of he believes in oh, he, like it yeah. instantly is getting stuck in your head like no matter what and then like the uh, the range that she has is always is mind boggling oh, yeah she yeah. can go from a really low tone all the way up to things that I could never hit <laughs> sure and sure. The, yeah. the string arrangement behind it is just. There's a lot of stuff when I went went through and taking notes that I like. I've never really noticed that before that mm, the string arrangement mm. is going the whole time and yeah, like these little yeah. little flourishes every once in a while. Yeah, totally. Like that, the kind of the dynamic yeah. thing I was talking about. Like it's just it's very orchestrated. Yeah, like you said, I think to your point earlier, like it's there for a reason and it's. And like, yeah, I didn't really do a timestamp, but I have right here in my notes, uh, in quotes, he believes in a beauty like that alone mm-hmm. is such a good line yeah. and like such a good lyric. Right. And yeah. like, it's not just the lyric, but like, yeah, the rhythmic kind of quality of it, but also the lyric, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause you can uh, read into that and take so many different interpretations and meanings out of he believes in beauty. A hundred percent. And like, I think like. Uh, it's interesting as we're like two dudes talking about this on a podcast, but like I think there's like uh, there's a lot of like femininity to her music, mm-hmm. and I think um, like obviously like inherently, but um, that is uh, like that line right there. Like it's kind of a line where you're like, oh, like as a dude, like I get this, but it almost like wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For yeah. Like for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for a chick, like for a woman to like hear this line and for it resonate, like and her to know exactly what that means, like, um, ah, that, yeah. that's exciting though. I like music that's not really made for me, but it totally, can make you totally, feel I'm, a certain way. I'm sure if I would have heard people. this song in like 1995 or six or whatever, I would have made some crass joke about it. <laughs> Right, right, something right, stupid, sure, sure. you know. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, thankfully, uh, I don't do stuff like that anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I fucking love that part. I, I love the line. He believes in beauty because of that. Because it makes me realize that, like, yes, this is music that maybe is not made for me specifically, mm. um, and. It doesn't have that same, like, you know, I'm coming from like listening to punk rock and then hardcore and, and now like a lot of metal, like this really abrasive stuff yeah. that yeah. Uh, has a lot of uh, really shitty hyper-masculine bullshit mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it's nice to get into something like this where she does have some really hard-hitting songs. There's one yeah. song that I uh, had on here off of Volta called Declare Independence that is like, the punkish shit like it is so fucking so fucking rad yeah and if you're into this like i would definitely recommend listening to really any of the albums but volta has a lot of really cool beats and uh that song declare independence is so fucking rad and it it feels really good right now because there's all this political turmoil and bullshit happening and yeah yeah you know the fucking supreme court and all their bullshit 
Uh, and it, it just makes you like, because the lyric is like declare independence. Like, it's these very matter of fact lyrics, declare independence, make your own flag, make your own stamp. Like it's, it's these very like matter of fact things of like, yeah. start oh, your own yeah. fucking society. Mm. Cause they're, mm. yeah, I love it. And I, I love that. I love that. I love, um, that's something I love about her style of songwriting mm-hmm. is like her, like kind of like, like it's like declarative and like terse maybe even mm-hmm. sometimes, but I like that in my writing. Mm-hmm. Like I love Hemingway. He's like one of my favorite writers mm-hmm. and it's like cliched, but like, <laughs> I like, I like that style. I like like a very like, boom, like boom, like telling it, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, uh, and I, I throughout like that's, apparent in her songwriting style mm-hmm. like she's not gonna it's not fucking super flowery yeah with the yeah. lyrics right like she's not gonna use more words yeah she's gonna use less words i like that that's <laughs> like what i like in my totally. songs and my design and the things i do and so like as i get older maybe like i'm like oh yeah i see i see yeah, what you're yeah. doing there and like <laughs> yeah really really cool this is a great one great way to start the playlist So that's one of the ones where I, I have no idea what she just said. Any <laughs> I just of, read the lyrics. Any of that. No idea. But I, I love that a lot of the instrumentation drops out and it's just like the little flourish of, I don't even know what instrument it is, and the beat and then her, mm, her singing. Yeah, yeah. Because um, so like it kind of takes the strings out and it kind of subdues it a little bit and then jumps back up for the chorus. She's saying, all across your lips, oh, then until... Will be that it's a little now until it's horny. All of it's horny. It's you know very I mean? horny. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love it. Like, like no, no matter what, <laughs> we know it's horny as shit. Uh, I'm into it. I'm here for it. Yeah, 1993. Holy shit! I yeah. mean, think about the world in 1993. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, you got to like put yourself not just and like musically. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like we weren't in a very evolved place Mm-mm. in 1993. We really, really and weren't. <laughs> we weren't evolved here at least, you know, to yeah. what this sounds like. Um, I mean, well, she wasn't in Iceland when she was making this. I think she was a lot of spending a lot of time in England, mm. but yeah, I don't know. Different world, different, different, uh, people she's hanging out with and making music with and stuff. But yeah, definitely ahead of its time for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and like you were saying, is this, was she working on with Tricky on this album or no? That came later? No, I'm pretty sure Tricky is on post. This okay. one was, okay. I think, mostly with 808 State, like the two guys from that. Got it. Uh, got and then it, yeah. like, you know, whoever was arranging the strings and, but like mm-hmm, the main mm-hmm. like beats and stuff uh, were 808 State. Yeah. Must have been so exciting to like been a fan like then, like in 1993, like to get like to be on board and be like, holy shit, like this is like yeah. where it's starting. Yeah. All right. Next pick uh, was my wife's uh, pick slash, wait, why don't you have Hyper Ballad on your list? Uh, <laughs> I was like, I, I know, okay. I know, but I really like this okay. other song off of Post. No, you gotta sure. put Hyper Ballad. All right. Uh, all right. Yes. Because I do absolutely absolutely love this song
What are your thoughts? What are your opening thoughts on this? Let's, you know, you send me the playlist, I put it on, and uh, the first song I had never heard, Venus's Boy, really fucking loved it, mm-hmm. thought it was amazing. And then this song comes on, and I guess I had lied to you because we go one of our songs I'm familiar with, but this song I knew imme- uh, immediately. Uh, okay, okay. I know this song. I know this song, but what's funny about this song is I know this song from a roundabout way, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, how I know this song is um, there's a guy named Greg Dooley, the lead singer of the Afghan Wigs. Okay. Classic. Okay. Like kind of grunge band. Mm-hmm. Original, like back in the day, right? And uh, he's kind of a legend from Cincinnati and like has been making music since the late, the 80s basically, when um, Afghan Wigs like were big or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and throughout his journey, he was in an, he formed another band later called the Twilight Singers. Okay. Who is like um, just a fantastic band, mm-hmm. like Christina's like favorite band. Um, so through Christina, like I was introduced to Twilight Singers and like mm-hmm. started going and seeing them all the time, like in San Francisco. Uh-huh. And right around that time, Greg Dooley, Twilight Singers, puts out an album called She Loves You, which is all cover songs. Oh. But all like really like kind of like abs- like just random cover songs, uh-huh. like not like all like super obscure bands like some people like like this song mm-hmm. Bjork she, she does hyper ballad and um so it's like a mix of cool like there's like a um there's like a, a Billy Holiday song okay strange fruit like he does like a and John Coltrane song like he does a bunch of different stuff interesting but man he does a version of this song that is fucking fantastic really 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 fucking good because he's just a great singer troubadour type uh-huh. songwriter uh-huh. you know and like he has a really distinct voice and um, he did this song really well. And then after seeing him perform it, I was like, fuck, I love this song. Uh-huh. And then I Googled it or whatever. Yeah, I guess I Googled it because it was a time. <laughs> and uh, I was like, holy shit, it's Bjork. That's crazy. And then so I listened to it and uh, okay, okay. and fell in love with this song a long ass time ago. And then kind of like forgot about it in a way. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. this comes on the playlist and it all like came back to me, uh, both the Greg Dooley version. Okay. And of course, this original, which is just. Uh, amazing Man. and so yeah I was right away two songs in I'm like okay yeah like there's familiarity here but also like new stuff coming out and I'm it's exciting I will definitely have to listen to that I've never heard anyone cover a Bjork song maybe mm. well no no there was uh, I don't know if it was Bjork that released it or just a label that Bjork was on but there was like a entire album of covers of Army of Me Mm, I love that. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, Um, I used to try and cover this song. (laughs) It's rad. Yeah, (laughs) on my shitty little Squire guitar. Uh, (laughs) That's really fucking rad. That's somebody you could give me. I've never listened to Afghan Wigs before. Oh, cool. Yeah, we could totally do Um, like Afghan Wigs or Twilight Twilight Singers, Gutter Twins. He's done a bunch of cool shit. Yeah, Um, some pop shit. Interesting. Okay, man, I'm definitely gonna have to check that out. That's cool. So you were already pretty familiar with the song then. Yeah, but and then but again, I mean, this is like a powerhouse of a song, I think. Both lyri- like mm-hmm. lyrically, just an incredible song. And then the melody is so pure, you know? And she I think that's part of what her appeal on a level to the the masses is is that there's like a purity to the melodies sometimes mm-hmm. that are like uh just universal 
Yeah. You know, like how can you listen to this and not be like, Oh, this is a good song. You know, like with the obscurity and everything baked in, Mm -hmm. like it's still like, like in the way, like sometimes the flaming lips can like do that, you know, like just hit a really cool melody and it's weird, but it's like, ah, fuck, that's a great melody. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) um, this is definitely, uh, yeah, incredible. Tell me a little bit about this song. Cause I know also, um, is this like a remix or is this like the original version? This is of, the is original version of the song. This is the original version. I don't know why Apple Music says family tree version next to it. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There there was like a box set, uh, the family tree box set, and it had a whole bunch of like B-sides and different versions mm. of things and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Apple yeah, Music course, is yeah. real fucking weird sometimes. <clears throat> but this is the original version on Got the playlist. It. You can, I mean, you could find remixes of pretty much all of her songs, I think. Sure, yeah, absolutely, totally. This is one that I've always really, really liked. Like I said, I used to try and play it bedroom pop style on my little shitty guitar. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think even early on in um, a punk band I was in, like before we were called Elder Youth, way back in like 04 or something like that, I think I tried to play it with the punk band. But never went anywhere. I love that. That's like that's still like a for effort. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. There's something about it that's just like it's it's very haunting. It it has played into like my uh, sad boy depression stuff, mm. and also yeah. like my yeah, yeah, yeah. my yeah. Uh, sad sap sappy lover as well. You sure. know, sure, sure, uh, definitely. Because what the like, romantic, the the romantic, yeah. Because what is the that line in the chorus? I go through all this before you wake up, so I can feel happier to be safe with you. Yeah, that's oh man, yeah. What a great lyric! Just like, like come on, and like nineteen, twenty year old Danny is just yeah. all about that. Shit. Sure, yeah, <laughs> you know, ah, that's that chorus. I mean, lyrically is um, fantastic, and I think. Uh, it speaks to the power of like, it's so like relatable. Mm-hmm. Like anyone can like feel that, mm-hmm. you know, like anyone can put themselves in that situation and like with your partner, yeah. you know, yeah. of, like feeling like safe with them or wanting them to feel safe with you. And again, like I haven't really dug into like what the lyrics are about because mm-hmm. I hate even doing that. Mm-hmm. But like my interpretation from what I find from it, like, it's about like almost um, mental health too, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and like ritual and like being fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm fucked up and like I have to present this version of myself to my partner mm-hmm. also, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because, and then like, like my partner is what grounds me. Like, I don't know, yeah. like that's what I got from it. And I really like, again, I love when, uh, lyrics are evocative and kind of have to make, but also make you do a little work and kind of make you like uh, put your own life experience onto it, and mm-hmm. and then like and then like find your meaning in the work. Yeah. And I think that that's like a sign of like great art uh, across the board, whether it's uh, Henri Matisse or Bjork, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or Absolutely. John Coltrane or whatever, you know. Yeah, and musically too. Uh, I've always loved the like constant build of this song. Mm, where it starts yeah. out with this the the lowest bass you could possibly do. Like the sure. bass, you can't sure. even hear it unless it's turned up loud enough. Uh, it's so low. I guess that goes. Mm. To, never mind. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, like the bass, it starts with such a low bass, and then that like quiet delayed rhythm that happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just and all like building and building and finally leading up to like that house beat or whatever that that the song yeah. ends with. It, it, totally, and like I'm no expert on like electronic music by any means, mm-hmm. and um, but. I do like appreciate it. As I get older, I appreciate it even more and yeah. more. Because I'm, I'm like you. I'm like a punk rocker. So it took me a while to, <laughs> yes. you know. And probably people like me and you are more into this than most people will ever be. <laughs> uh, but there's definitely like the influence of like rave music too, you can tell. Mm-hmm. And like in the buildup and the kind of like emotional journey you go on with the song. Yeah. And like I know that Bjork's always been like a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Seen in some way or at least definitely accept like lifted up by that scene yeah. like and uh I, I love it i love like i love fucking like house music yeah, or yeah. acid or like trip hop and this has elements of all that going yeah, on yeah. um just flexing just you know, like production <laughs> like absolutely like apex twin or something mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there's a lot of times throughout the playlist that i was like yeah like this is there's Aphex Twin on here. Like you can hear the influence yeah, you yeah. Know, of like jungle and all kinds of different rhythms that are that are cool in that in that world. But the thing I, I love about it is um, she has all that, but for me anyway, it always feels accessible. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Uh, I've Definitely. I've tried to listen to like Aphex Twin and and I couldn't really couldn't really uh, get into it. And like um, this one guy at Dimple was really into Venetian snares. This mm-hmm. really, really yeah. abrasive electronic music. And I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I couldn't get into it. And uh, like some other, like I would always like listen to shit just based on the cover um, at Dimple. Right, and, right. Yeah. And be like, oh, this weird looking electronic thing with a cool cover. Um, yeah. What is the guy's name? It's like, is it Jason Heckler or something like that? I would always think of the skate magazine when I saw his name. <laughs> um, Shout out Heckler. Yeah. But anyway, like the thing about Bjork is like she has these like break beats or house beats or or like the, the right. like weird delayed rhythms, but everything is always accessible. Even though there's a there's that that weirdness still there. Sure, I feel like sure. I feel like I could play it in the background at my parents' house and they'd be okay with it for a while <laughs> exactly yeah exactly because i think yeah and i think that's like again like just her like being like such a powerhouse where like mm-hmm. she's gonna explore styles but it's never gonna like overshadow what she's trying to do like she sees the big picture yeah you know yeah. what i mean and like so she's always gonna like explore things and be like hey this is something new that's happening and exciting in production mm-hmm. and i want to be part of that like I see that a lot in throughout this playlist like she's like on one of the other songs so how about there's like an 808 I'm like oh that's very like trap like yeah. you've like done like you know what yeah. I mean like you've embraced like something that was outside of like your genre um but she does it in that way where she's like fucking share or something you know what I mean <laughs> like it's always gonna be share you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean she yeah. can do like she can do it over anything but it's still gonna be share you know mm-hmm. what I mean like and I feel like only certain artists can do that you know, and other artists will be, they do it and it's like, oh, you're trying to like appeal to, yeah, yeah. you're trying to be dubstep or, you know what I mean? Or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you're tr- like whatever at the time is big, but you can tell it's like, she makes other things bend to her. Like yes. she can include it all because 
she's seeing it all and the narrative mm-hmm. will, will, will come through you know yeah absolutely every morning I walk towards the edge and stroll Yeah, yep. I love that. So this is just those those verses that we've been talking about. Like, it's it's metaphorical, but it's also like very very literal at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can picture it, kind of what she's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know exactly what's going on, but there's like this deeper meaning to like throwing things off of a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I love in the last line before the chorus, like her accent really comes mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. like the way the way to start the day or the way she says yeah, that yeah. line, like, uh, and I love that. I love like her character is like always omnipresent. Yes, you know what absolutely. I mean? Like she's like um, another thing I thought about a lot when I was listening to this is like just the fact that like you know like she sings it. It's always in English, you know, mm-hmm. and like. Obviously, she's probably speaks Icelandic or whatever, mm-hmm. like as a mother tongue, and so yeah. I like that too. I like like the way like people choose to interpret like people of a second language and how they interpret English, yeah, yeah. in like these universal ways that speak to other English speakers all over the world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love that. I think that's really yeah, like yeah. really cool about her music too. Yeah. Okay, let's listen to the chorus because I uh, something I never really noticed. Again, this kept happening. But the weird like synthesizer in the background that okay. almost feels that random. That like I love it. Wee, Screeching kind of in the background. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it obviously I've heard it like sure. so many times throughout the years, but like never really noticed like what it's doing and how like off kilter it feels when you're really paying attention to it. Yeah. But it adds so much <clears throat> yeah. like atmospheric kind of stuff. And um no, hundred percent. And also like just from a pr- production standpoint, like sonically it adds mm-hmm real like it's again like that's why i was so interested here like about the production because i like whoever's doing it is so like in tune to things and like using the voice as an instrument too mm-hmm. so like because her voice is so like it in, it's a certain range of the sonic you know like where it sits and the way they kind of go around that but it always works so perfectly and to your point like that little synthesizer bit like really simple loop tiny mm-hmm probably came from like a fucking around thing. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Totally. Like just like a longer take and like, yeah. And hundred percent, I bet she was the one like, I like that. Use that little bit right there. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's <laughs> the one, like that's the little production things I, I love. Yeah. I'm going to look up really quick and see who produced this track. Yeah. Written by Bjork and co-produced by longtime collaborator, Nellie Hooper. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, anyway, interesting stuff. Let's see. What do I have next here? I'm going to jump to 243 when that it like finally comes to a head and that house rhythm kind of comes in. Yeah. I 
It's just like it's every like acid jungle. Yeah, yeah. It's just con- it's constantly building. It starts out with just this th- simple thump where you're like, "Oh shit, what, what's happening now?" And then the uh, hi hat starts. And yeah, oh, hell yeah, you can't help but like bob your head. Totally, it's got like it's danceable. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Just me driving around in my fucking <laughs> yeah, totally. Cherokee like <laughs> all the windows down, yes, turned up yes. all the way. Fucking hell yeah. Anyway, I uh, I fucking love it. I'm glad you like this one a lot. I, I'm really looking forward to listening to that cover. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely check out the cover. It's a whole like it's a spin on mm-hmm. it. It's like okay, it's a sparse like version, nice, but it's really nice. cool. And like that's I think just listen to it in that way. Like oh, like I heard this first. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it it's very translatable and, and weird. But okay, yeah. It, I feel like it's a hard song to cover. I mean, obviously, I had a hard time as a. 20 year old and on my guitar but like even a like a really experienced musician i feel like would have a hard time kind of reinterpreting something like this absolutely it would take like some big rock star balls to be like i'm gonna do this yeah yeah yeah, you know what i mean like and he's got that he's definitely got that like he always pulls out like a weird cover like he did uh, roses by outcast one time oh really and it was like when the song had like just yeah yeah yeah. it was like most people would have no business, but he like made it sound really cool. Awesome. You know? Awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You ready to go on to the next yeah. one? Let's do it. Uh, so we skipped possibly my favorite album. I just, I, again, hard playlist to make, okay. but yeah, I had to go with what, what I felt was like the best representation as a whole. Um, so I skipped over to, to Vespertine in 2001 Pagan Poetry is the song. This is the first time on this album where she started experimenting with non instruments. Um, mm, and I don't even I don't okay. even think it's on this song, but this is around the time I saw her. It was oh two, I think, that I saw her, and I don't remember the two dudes. She was like working with two dudes, Thomas, yeah, this guy, Thomas Knack, and Martin, some German name. Uh, okay. Oh, he was okay. in uh, Not Twist or No Twist or however you say that. Oh, that band yeah, name. yeah. I remember that. Interesting. Yeah. I had no, no twist, idea, yeah. actually. But anyway, this was the first time I ever saw, anyway, her working with things that weren't instruments. And there's some footage, like uh, I had a live DVD, and then when I saw her too, they did this. But they had like this little um, thing on the ground, and it was filled with like gravel or something. And oh, that was the rhythm. Okay. It was just like the dude walking on this little gravel thing. Oh, I love that's, that. 
I love that. And it's so fucking cool. And like, I feel like that continued more and more in the albums that came out, uh, Vespertine and, be- and beyond. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm not familiar enough with the earlier albums or I haven't paid close enough attention to notice if there's, yeah. you know, things that weren't actually, actually instruments. Um, right, right, right. But I love that. I love, I love that about Bjork. Um, it's either these weird things that aren't instruments or it's an acapella album or she's commissioning someone to, uh, make her this like piano thing that sounds like a, a music box or whatever, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Just like, just pushing the mm-hmm. limits, you know? And like the, I think that's it. always a sign of a great artist. Yeah. Just trying to come up with something new and, you know, we always talk about like, there's only eight notes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So like how much can you reinvent the wheel? So to see artists like just come out with new ways to kind of, Hey, it's lush. The guest are in. Hi, lush. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's like you. <laughs> okay, sweetie. I'm gonna finish doing this now. Okay. What are you doing? Is mommy home now? Yeah. Cool. You're being silly. Tell. Hold on before you go. Tell. Tell Lush uh, that you're gonna skateboard, huh? Yes. I'm gonna learn how to skate. It's going to be so awesome. It's going to be fun. Okay, close the door. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> so cute. So close cute. it all the way, sweetie. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, oh, well, there it goes. Okay, so uh, what do you think of the song? Again, this was another one that I really, really, really liked. Um I think out of all the songs on the playlist, this is the one where it was a bit of a creeper. Like mm-hmm. at first I was like, okay, not that it was like skippable to me, but I was a little bit, it, it didn't latch on to me right at yeah, first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but I understood like you never hear something or like see something and you're like, I don't fully get it, but like I see mm-hmm. it there mm-hmm. and I just need a little, like a little pushing to like get there with it. And the more I listen to it, the more it just kind of like, it it came out to me and this is another one where like lyrically it's super strong yes. i mean like i would just uh look into the lyrics and i mean it's a lot of it is like it's all it's like poetry yeah. you know what i mean and it, it's like pagan poetry well, even it, it, it is like I know. There you go. Seriously, but like all of her lyrics are like yes. poetry in a way, you know. And they're like, oh, in what I mean is like a good poet is very stylized, mm-hmm. you know. Like they have like a certain like thing that makes them them, and and she just always has it in spades. Mm-hmm. And like this song, it for me, like again, it's super evocative. She has like patterns of things she talks about. I think, mm-hmm. and like especially since this is chronological, like. So recurring themes, I think, are really like great yeah. like thing in art, in any form of art, to make things to validate yes. and like and and add impact and power to things. And I think just like little things she does, like for instance, um she talks about like hands and fingers mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. in her songs. And I think that that's like on purpose. And I think that uh that's like what she's trying to do with her songwriting in a way is like humanize yeah. it like these weird like concepts or whatever. And I think this song is a great, like 
like a showcase of that kind of mm-hmm. of her like uh she has this this under she has this like a relationship with music that's cool and excites yeah. me where it's like the music is boundless and like the possibilities are boundless and like it's the a very pure form of art and storytelling and uh mm-hmm. this song made me feel that a lot and 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 that's why i think that there is like a highbrow quality in a way <laughs> that sometimes maybe like maybe like when we were younger like would turn us off yeah. to it in a yeah. way because because there's things there that we don't fully understand and that makes us fear it yes in a way, I guess. yes totally yeah yeah this one I get, I get what you're saying about it being kind of a, a slow burn because like mm. like on my timestamps for example like I don't have anything until 210 so it it it's really the like breakdown part that makes makes me love this song the kind of the bridge, the bridge part, part love, all the way the I love yeah him. all the way to the end yeah that that's the part that like as I was picking songs off of Vespertine this was the one where like okay it took me a little while it's, yeah this song is good I do really like this song oh shit this part oh man mm. Yeah. And then like yeah. my like hardcore brain, of course, is like, this would be a sick like breakdown, right? Here. <laughs> totally, totally. Yes. Yes. The breakbeat, the breakdown for uh, sure. Just start like picking up change and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, yeah. I I really fucking love it. Really, really cool instrumentation. Something I never noticed was when play it real quick. At 225. She says Morris coding. I, th- I think that's what she says. Or she says Morris code. And then the synth in the background has like a Morris code sound to it. And I never mm. noticed that before. Oh, I love that. Just like yeah. buried, <laughs> buried really back there. Tale. You can hear that. And now, and now I'm like curious, like, okay, what is it saying? Like, cause what is it actually yeah, yeah. saying? Yes. Yeah, just like the, the, the exactly lyrics or what? I'm sure I could Google it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that. Like these interesting things to think about and pick a part of these songs. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in my notes for this one, I have just layered, mm-hmm. like there's so many layers going on and, um, the songs are always very with the lyrics, the melody and the music. Um, they're like tonal. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of tonality, you know, and this song has like these interesting, like weird, like tonal, like clashes, like it's dark, like even in like the chord progression mm-hmm. and like the melody, there's a darkness to it. And the lyrics, like if you read them, they're quite like there's some darkness to them, but there's like this vibrancy that's really cool always. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think throughout her work, but this song's a really cool, I thought, like version of that where it's there's darkness, but it's not like doom or like sludge. Yeah, yeah. It like has this like buoyancy and vibrancy that's like she kind of always mm-hmm. has. Like, and um, I really, I really appreciate that in the, in the song. And it, it's a slow burn and it's also like, you gotta think on a little bit. You gotta like, let it, you gotta figure it out. Like the Morse code, like yeah. boom, there's something in there. You gotta go fucking Morse code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta write down the tricks, you know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. And then of course the whole like refrain, um, is really like, 
like you were saying, like the hardcore, like you break down, but almost like two songs. In yeah, one. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Very like hip hop. It's very like hip hop thing. We'll give you two songs. Like it's gonna go into this other song <laughs> at the end. You know, uh, producers love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like different BPM and like different like shifts. Like, and then I think that's really when like the like like the vibrancy and like the positivity of it with that refrain, like the even just the simplicity of the lyrics. That I love him. I love him. You know, like. Uh, it's a cool like it's like a palate cleanser from the other part. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And and it, and it fits really well. It exists really, really well with Let's it. Let's do that transition between the two parts. Yeah, the, I'll start it at three fifty. So cool. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Yes. Those little, the little accents there. Even just like the, like, call and response mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, like that, the simplicity of that, like, she loves yeah, it yeah. when that comes in. Like, I love that. That's so cool. Like, such a simple thing. Such a simple mm-hmm. line. Like, such like a, you know, like an underwritten line in a yeah. way. And like, just great. Totally. Just really a big shift in the song and uh, it takes you on a journey. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like, you know, this one, it had me thinking too, and I'm not, and I hate to say, but I'm not like familiar with it, but uh, her journey as like an actress and a filmmaker mm-hmm. and stuff too, like uh, dancer in the dark and everything. I haven't seen it, but like, you know, I'm obviously aware and familiar mm-hmm. that she exists. She exists, not only exists in that lane, but like is a fucking factor, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, that movie did really well, yeah, right? Yeah. And like was esteemed and was like con and everything. Um, and you can see it. I don't know how the timelines uh, intersect, but like you can almost see like that in the mm-hmm. music too, you know, like a kind of theatrical or even like the storytelling quality, like first act, second act, third act in a song, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Stuff like that, that, that I think's exciting. Cause I think we talked about a little bit before, like, art is universal and therefore someone like Bjork can be an incredible songwriter and a singer and also an incredible actress and a filmmaker or whatever she does. Absolutely. We've got one more timestamp on this song, just kind of cool for her vocal range at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what her range is, like how many scales she can get. I'm sure it's Googleable as well, but <laughs> Oh yeah, I bet it's just like Mariah Carey <laughs> yeah, levels almost. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like fucking It's yeah, really fucking dude. cool. Uh this was the first song that uh on the playlist anyway that like highlights really highlights her range. Uh there's a lot of really yeah, cool like yeah. power in her voice in this song. And Vespertine as sure. a whole for the most part is, is kind of similar to this where it's very slow and, and really, really heartfelt throughout. Um, it's a great fucking album Mm. for sure. 
again, we're skipping an album chronologically here because I didn't like Medulla. <laughs> Off of Volta, 2007, the song is called Innocence. <laughs> It took me a minute on this album. I think I said that earlier because a lot of the beats are, are different because yes. I, I don't know. I had never listened to Timbaland, so I wasn't used to his style. Right. Uh, right. And right. I feel like he's the first like hip hop uh, producer that she worked with. Maybe, maybe I'm not totally sure, yeah. but like it was the first time where I was like, whoa, wait a second. This is like all of his songs hit really fucking hard. And there are oh, some yeah. nasty sounding synthesizers that are just oh so rad. God, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, dude. It, it grew on me pretty quickly, some of these songs off of this album. Uh, and it was one I listened to a lot. Probably Volta and Biophilia are the two albums I've listened to front to back like the most. Um, yeah, 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 okay. I, I like both of them a lot. Um, but anyway, Innocence... How'd you like this one? Um, so like my first thoughts is um, I have to have like when you put this place mm-hmm. together where you like these are like and I know this is kind of a loaded question, but like were these a lot of your favorites or was it also, I mean, in a way cater to like to me like, oh, I think Lush will like this. Some one. of it was catering. <laughs> OK, no. And I'm not trying to like. Bust yeah, you yeah, out yeah. Or be like, you know what um, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it came to Volta, if I were to pick my favorite song off of Volta, it wouldn't be this mm. one. Um, gotcha. But gotcha. Yeah. I really wanted to give a song that represented the album as a whole pretty well. Right, right. And right. and something that represented a different side of her as well. Because I could I could give right, you right, to show songs off of this album that sound kind of similar to pagan poetry or something like that. Cause there's a little bit of that right, on here right. too, but like, right, right. Again, like I said, like the, those Timbaland beats are so hard hitting and that was something that I wasn't sure, used to with. Sure. Before. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But it was also kind of a breath of fresh air. Cause like, like I said earlier, Medulla right. was a, right. you know, I listened to it maybe one and a half times <laughs> like through mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I just wasn't, wasn't into it. Um, so this was kind of nice that she was, okay back to using instruments again and and working with a new producer yeah, on yeah. some of the songs and working with um so two songs she works with anoni and she was formerly the singer of the band antony and the johnsons um, okay okay so but those songs are really really fucking powerful like her voice and bjork's voice together mm. Mm. yeah it's it's so fucking great like there's there's a lot of uh, musicians that'll come out that'll have that kind of interesting, weird voice that I'm like, oh, I can't wait right, till they work with Bjork. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it's coming, definitely. Uh, but those songs are really, really good. But they're more in what you'd expect to hear from Bjork. Very yes, ethereal. like in the lane. Um, sure, sure. But, and so sure. that's what I kind of wanted to go with. With uh, It was either going to be Innocence or the song Earth Intruders which was the, f- the first song on the album and the first single off of the album. 
Okay, yeah, I kind of remember. Yeah, okay, that, okay, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I just say that because I was like, I fucking love yeah. this, and I'm like, oh, did he pick this for me? Like, did he know I was gonna love this? <laughs> like, that's all I'm saying. Like, I was like, fuck, this is so like right up my alley. And I think, um, you know me, I'm like, I'm a hip hop head. I love production. I love hip hop production, and. It's funny that I, I had no idea this was oh, Timberland. Okay. I just thought, I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Like, this is really cool. Like, I've never heard this song mm-hmm. before. And immediately, I'm drawn to the beat because there's, like, breakbeat stuff. There's the James Brown sample, like, uh-huh. pitched down, just the classic, <laughs> like, turntable is tooled. Yeah, uh, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, we all use that in our beats, you know? <laughs> like, the reason, like, for me, is, like, I just, like, to me, the fact that she can do something like mm-hmm. this and still it's still like so her and it's like her music again like she is the powerful force that cannot like all waves will crash against her and she will rise (laughs) you know like and like but just the fact that she can do Mm -hmm. this and do it right and not like okay so like I'm in both worlds, right? Like I was in a punk rock mm-hmm. band, indie rock mm-hmm. band, but then I'm also like a hip hop dude, like with fucking cred in this town. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like I fucking I'm a hip hop motherfucker. Like I and it doesn't often like come like translate. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like it often feels like forced or just like a weird like money grab or like a grab to like grab onto something that's like cool mm-hmm. at the moment, mm-hmm. you know? But then you hear something like this and you're like, oh, like this is like a melding of the style, you know, like taking something and making it like part of what you do and exploring it um, that not everyone can do. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. also like you need to be able to be like Bjork, you know, like like I do me. I'm fucking Bjork. Like I'm not like coming here for a single so I can get spent or whatever, (laughs) you know, like whatever the equation is like. And I just respect that. And I think that like not everyone can do it and not everyone can pull it off correctly. And the hip hop side will like, no, always. Yeah. just like the punk yeah. rock side. Like if you try to do something, yeah. you know, like if machine gun <laughs> Kelly, the first whatever, name that came you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right. Like you're like, okay, well, like, I get like, what you're doing, nobody, but it's not, yeah, quite, it's not exactly. <laughs> And so, like, it's automatically, like, sussed out and, like, yeah, this is stupid and, like, why are they doing this? But this just works, man. And it, it, I think, speaks to um, the power of that where that's, like, real artist shit. Like, I can do this. You know what I mean? That's, like, Jean-Michel Basquiat, like, walking a runway and being, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I can do this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can do it. This is also, like, part of what I can do. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just a flex, and I think it's dope. And, like, I, I, as someone who also bends Mm -hmm. genres and, like, goes outside and works with different people in different genres and tries to, like, maintain that, like, super hard, super difficult, and I think it speaks to, like, the power of what she has. Yeah, yeah, She's very good at doing it. Kind of, like, molding or, or blending into different styles or different types of beats and experimenting with different things. Um, and you can always tell it's her. She always makes it her own. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like appropriated mm-hmm. either. I think there's like a level of like appropriation that can go on when you're sure. trying to like do other styles or whatever. And um, the people that don't and just like do it like well, mm-hmm. you know, like, it just transcends and people, yeah. they like it. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah, this is cool. I get it. You know, I get it. Like you can do this and like 
you're allowed. Yeah. Because you know? nowadays it's yeah. harder. Nowadays it's harder to do stuff, to be like, to like do things outside of your realm, especially like, you know, like if you're white mm-hmm. and like, you know what I mean? Like nowadays, like it can be seen as yes, different, yeah. you know, like, oh, what like, are you wait, doing? Wait, like, what are you but, doing? Are you being respectful? Yeah. Like why? Are, yeah. Like why are you like, in yeah, this yeah, lane? Yeah. you know, like kind of, <laughs> right? Slow like, down a uh, second, dude. <laughs> Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. <laughs> like Miley Cyrus yeah. or whatever, you know, like uh but never. Like with an artist like that, it's like it's never yeah, gonna be yeah. it's like, yeah, they're not it's like her making the weird mm-hmm, instruments, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, yeah, I can do this too. Like I can I like to yeah, experiment yeah. and challenge myself and um yeah. When I was Yeah, I, lo- I love that the beat doesn't change there. It's kind of that same beat the whole time. I honestly didn't even notice that it was a James Brown sample. So thank you for that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's really fucking cool. But I, I love the synthesizer on that part though because it, it sounds wrong. You know, yeah. like it sounds right. out of tune right. or or something. But mm. like it just fucking works. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like it's the, the song is cool because it's like and again like now seeing it's Timbaland like there's that American aspect but there's also like this one has a very like European mm-hmm. kind of like club yeah, yeah like thing which obviously like is part of probably her totally, lineage too totally. you know like European stuff like that like it's it's transcends it's always yeah. there you know what I mean like the club scene and like the whole thing and um yeah it, it made me feel like this song in a way also like. uh I get a very like David Byrne. Hmm. Oh, like, sure, vibe sure, sure. From her lyrics and like her style on it, like a very like uh, kind of talking headsy, mm-hmm. like obscure. The lyric, the lyrics are really good. Again, <laughs> like like she has this way of storytelling with lyrics yeah. and like. And in the next song too on the playlist, but in this one too, there's like. Uh, she has this really cool like organic like sense in her like lyricism. Mm-hmm. Like she's always like talking about like organic material and like things like that and like very like scientific things that I think like get me stoked I'm like yes like I feel you like what you're trying (laughs) to say here and in the next one especially like I think there's a lot of that but I just I love that I think like again she's like she has this vision and she's like has this vision in her storytelling and she executes it really well Mm -hmm. here and um it's gotta be hard like to go and like I'm sure the label I maybe she was like, I just want to work at Timbaland. You know what I mean? Or maybe the label. No, was like, I think you know, it, like I think Timbaland. Or. At this point in her career, she's doing her own stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think she has a label and just puts it out. Uh, it does right. go through Sony still, but yeah, but yeah. I, I think she's at the level where I feel like labels, the label she's on, whether it's Sony or whatever, knows mm. what she's going to be able to sell. Uh, right, right, and kind of just lets her do what she wants because if if they don't, she's gonna be like, "Peace out," and like, "Okay, I'll find someone else to." <laughs> uh, totally, you know, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> but I guess what I mean is like, it's a risk, mm-hmm. regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, even in her own heart, she had to be like, "Yeah, this is kind of a risk." Yeah. Like, this is outside of my wheelhouse. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Because for me, I was like, at when I first heard Earth Intruders and and some of the other Timbaland songs, I was like, this just kind of feels like kind of basic four four shit 
for a little while. And so, but it, it really took me quite a few listens to be like, Oh wait, no. Okay. I get what, what's kind of happening. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was a different turn for her, but like I said, kind of toward the beginning, like she just does whatever the fuck she wants. And yeah. And it seems to always work except for Medulla. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. You know, I got to check this one out. Medulla, yeah, yeah. Cause I want to, I want to see. Yeah. And like, <laughs> come on, 2007, Danny. Like, that's not like a basic 4-4 beat. Like, what the fuck are you talking right, about? Right, right, right. Yeah, he like drops it to half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. <laughs> I don't know. I, something I really love about her is like just all the different layers and things that are going into all these songs and the and mixing of vocals and just like, I don't know. Sometimes that's off-putting where it's like obviously the same singer just looping their vocals and not having backing yeah, singers, you know? Right, right, right. But I don't know. Right. It works for her. And talk about range. Like, that background mm-hmm. vocal in that part right there, like, she is like, there's range and there's emotion. It's almost like a, like Nina Simone or yeah, something. Yeah. Kind of makes me think. She's like shrieking yeah. a little bit, but like melodic in it. And um, I, I think that shines throughout, like, the whole playlist to this point, the four songs, like, I keep coming away with like she has so much character Mm -hmm. like and I think like when you're recording like it's so organic like the character that comes out in some of her takes I think on the second song like there's a little bit where she delivers a line and kind of laughs as she delivers a line (laughs) and I'm like uh like I just noticed I should have a timestamp of that because I was like I was walking today listening and I'm like I love (laughs) the way like that like I mean, I don't know like how many takes that she did back then uh-huh, or whatever, uh-huh. but you can, I know she like in the studio, like that's a good yeah, take. Yeah. There's so much, like I remember one time, like I was recording um, with some producer in Sacramento and like, he just kept talking about character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like when I was doing my vocal take and it was something like, and he was just kind of one of these like buzzwordy type like person, <laughs> like, you know, like just thought I knew everything about recording and I thought I knew I'm doing recording with someone yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know, but, and he was fucking irritating me. I was trying to get a vocal take and he was being fucking irritating, <laughs> but he kept talking about character uh-huh. and it really stuck with me. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause I was like, yo, like that's what a vocal takes about. Mm-hmm. Like you, like your per, like you like becoming alive yeah. on this like vocal thing. And like, it's little things like that little laughs or like little like ways she like hits notes that like make it super uh, authentic and organic and like um, real as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, and in this world now where in record, we talked about this last time with like, uh, you know, like super multi-take vocal like edits, you know, like, I don't know. You lose some of that, I think, you know? And like, and I think that she is just an embodiment of that. Like, she could just do a little laugh yeah, or do yeah, a little yeah. like shriek and it'll be like, it's so her and it's so like, just, it's amazing. I love there was it. a song on, um, my friend Eric gave me Mac Miller for this playlist or for this podcast. Mm. And there was a song mm. in there where we were talking about that. Cause there's like the beginning of the song. He's like, uh, 
oh no, I stop there or something like he he says something like you know it's almost yeah, yeah. like he he made a mistake and instead of just cutting that out or redoing that take or whatever they left it in. Sure, we, sure. We're talking about how like humanizing that is for uh, you have to have yeah, it. Yeah, you have to. You know, I think it's like like every recording I've ever made like there's something weird in it, in it yes. you know? And usually I work with bands or people like around me that they want to capture and keep yeah. that. Like they want the recording to be like, they'll know like the people in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember you were fucking drunk. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? You tripped or whatever, like banged into the thing. Uh, you know, like stuff like that. Like it adds a lot of like drama to mm-hmm. it in a way that like, uh, it humanizes it and just, uh, it gives it an authentic. There's something about Bjork that's very like authentic. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I think in music today, it's something that is like, not that it's lacking, but it's just like, it's getting beat out of like mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. I think, and an artist in a way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, this one, this one's great. Yeah. It's a good, really good one. All right. Then the last song that I gave Mr. Lush off of Biophilia from 2011, Crystalline. bunch of instruments that she commissioned to have make made okay um so that like kind of uh very like thumpy kind of piano sounding thing Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. there's like videos online you can watch on youtube of them like making that instrument uh and it's all uh you can sit and play at a keyboard like a you know a regular piano keyboard and play it Uh uh, uh or you can hook it up to midi uh, and that's what they do live. Like they'll take it and oh, it's all hooked up to MIDI incredible. and it's just played through. Um, I, I was really going back and forth between two songs off of this album um, mm. because one of the things that really, really sold me on this record was um, she uses a Tesla coil. Oh, I love and that. And it's, it's just these like harsh, like hitting rhythms that are happening, coming from oh, the Tesla coil. Yeah. And it's not, it's not oh, on this song. Sick. It's on the, I think the first song on the album. Um, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Just the, the weirdest shit that I feel like only Bjork would think of to do, you know? Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, commissioning people to make these, these instruments and using Tesla coils and weird shit. Yeah, because it's always like musical. Mm-hmm. Like you have to tell me that. Like they're using weird. I wouldn't yeah. know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I maybe it's a plug-in or something. I wouldn't know. Like nowadays, <laughs> yeah. like um, but like that's the thing. It's like it's not just noise or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not just like harsh and abrasive for the sake of being harsh and abrasive. Yeah. Like it's there's a there's a musicality to it that's like really important. Yeah. You know, because that's what makes it shine. I mean, uh, lately I've been super into Sonic Youth Mm -hmm. again, like a band from my youth. But then also like now I'm just like understanding more and really (laughs) like just into it. You know what I mean? And like the way they utilize noise is so great. 
because it's like making the music inaccessible on purpose uh-huh. in a weird uh-huh. way. <laughs> like it's part of their plan. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's and like when you look at like the historical context of when they existed, like oh, they were like this is a big thumb thumbing their nose. And everyone, <laughs> like we're gonna make a beautiful like melody melodic song, but like hide it in between like two minutes. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that is, I think, the beauty of like Bjork is like there is always that musicality mm-hmm. there. There's always that like intrinsic kind of like organic thing that, like I've talked about. Um, and this song is a great, like I think she takes the metaphor in different levels because the song lyrically is that's so much going yeah. on, you yeah. know, about like organic material and, and growth and like the universe, all kinds of really deep things. Um, yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed this one. You said it was from 2011. Yes. So my question to you is this, um, is this like her last album? No, there's two after this that I have not really spent a lot of time with. Got you, got you. Because I definitely see like the evolution Mm -hmm. and growth Mm -hmm. in her songwriting on this one as well. Um, And in her voice too. And just like even in like, there's a certain maturity to it. Like like, like a master of their craft, like a attacking the mm-hmm. craft later in their career kind of, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really, really love this album. Uh, and then when, whatever the next, what is the next one called? Woolen Kira came out in 2015. Okay. I listened to a little bit of it and it, it, it just didn't grab me right away. And then, you know, life happened and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, of course. And then Utopia came out in 2017 so she's still, she's still she she's has still a new album coming out in the yeah. fall. Oh, yeah. nice! So oh, I'm really great. looking forward to that. Uh, I'm gonna go going spend tour, uh, some more time with with the two that I haven't listened to now because, like I said, I started listening to it was Utopia that I started listening to from 2017, and Got I was it, yeah. like halfway through the first song, and I was like, "What the fuck have I been doing?" <laughs> <laughs> right. This is really fucking great. But anyway, back to Crystalline, like. This one was a bit of a slow burn, but something uh, that stuck out to me when I first heard this song and still kind of takes me by surprise every time is the breakbeat at the end. Just Mm, out of left field. All of a sudden, oh, we've got a breakbeat happening now. I I loved that. That was amazing. Um, Yeah. And so I I think that's why it kind of edged out on the the playlist over the other song that I was uh, leaning toward. But... Do you have a timestamp for the breakbeat? Uh, I do, I do. <laughs> Let's jump right to I'm it. I'm not trying to get. I'm not trying to get ahead of you, but um, it's because I want to hear it. Four oh eight. I had that in my notes too, like yeah, super like Aphex Twin breakdown at the end, yeah, but it's yeah. like so perfect, like <laughs> uh, I loved it. It almost made me wonder, like, was he involved in this? Like that's like, oh it's yeah, so yeah I don't know. perfectly on time and just like done right. Where I was like, oh my god, like yeah, like as a producer, this song just definitely it 
has everything, mm-hmm. you know, like it's some songs like on like a production standpoint, they're like, it's like a fucking masterclass, mm-hmm. you know, like it's like annoying. I'm like, ah, it's like watching the best skateboarder in the world. Like yeah, I'll never yeah. be this good. You know what I mean? Cause they're just like, they're doing everything. Like, <laughs> they're just like oh, amazing beat. But now I'm going to like flip it and like do, you know, like it's like what, uh, fucking fat boy slim used to do or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. like just in, in crystal method in different ways like yeah incredible yeah this one is i'm, I'm interested in like the production and like who was so this one was. this song in particular is uh producer, producers are bjork and 16 bit okay which was an okay. english electronic music duo ah Definitely. Okay. Um, that makes that that makes sense. There's some production team behind this. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Pretty much all of her songs is is kind of a uh she's always working with other people, like I said. Like Yeah. It's like a team. It's always a team. It's always a collaboration. Um there's always Absolutely. Especially with these later albums. Like I said earlier, like these Wikipedia pages are are so like long and in depth. But right. like Biophilia, like there was an app that that got created that was like went along with the album and there's like these special editions where like there's these these like tuning fork things that you can use and which is that's incredible i love that there's just so like (laughs) it's never just music with bjork yeah yeah Um, even early on when it was just an album there was just so much behind it and so much that went into the songs it's conceptual art it's yeah yeah yeah. it's like multimedia always Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just become easier and easier for her to do that kind of stuff because I mean, she probably has more money now, but also right. like you can easily make an app to go along with your album and you know, mm. all these mm. different kind of things. So I don't know. It's really fucking rad. Um, another thing with this song though, that I noticed, <clears throat> um, there's so much going on. There's like a lot of different parts, mm-hmm. but actually the song is quite, simplistic in a way it is like it's stripped down in a way like there's a lot of dynamic stuff going on but like even her vocal patterns and like her lyrics they're like it's a lot of like less is more occam's razor like mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. just the the parts that need to hit you know like she and i think that's like a sign of progress and like evolution yeah. as a songwriter yeah. is being able to like not like to do to, to get your point across in a in a simpler way, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, and um, I don't know, like like if you're a guitar player and you're like not that great, but you like want to play, like you're just like put a ton of delay and reverb <laughs> and shit, <you laughs> yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. And then eventually you're like, oh, I like clean tones, so I can play better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. you, like it, it's definitely like you can tell she is just on the top of her craft, yeah, and, yeah, uh, constantly evolving, constantly trying new things and improving what she's already fucking good at. And, like, I think, like, to do that, like, it's going to sound silly, but, like, I'm actually, like, a huge fan of, like, Kanye West. I know that, like, <laughs> Kanye West, like, now is, like, super problematic, but super problematic and, like, a meme and, like, awful, you know, yeah. like, but as, like, a producer standpoint, like, I kept thinking of, like, him as hmm, I listened okay. to this because, and now even more that you say, like, there's always, like, a production team, mm-hmm. you know, because, mm-hmm. like, Kanye West is, like, this, like, 
huge force of like a producer has made some of the like greatest beats ever. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like produce like the blueprint by Jay Z, which is like hip hop classic yeah. production wise. But like when he makes something new, he has like a team around him mm-hmm. and it's like always the best, you yeah. know, like it's a team of the best people yeah. and they're like feeding him ideas and things and even making things up. But like, it's all part of his vision. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. so like every drum, every sound, every synth is like, he gets like the okay. And it's like, it only works. It's not because this guy is like the super talented producer guy. Mm-hmm. It's because like Kanye West is like, that works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't work. That works. I know. You know, again, orchestral, like in a way, like the mm-hmm. conductor. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I see that with her stuff again. Like she, she she's creative director. She's yeah. the director of the film. Yeah. And she's to get people to work in concert and to like, create for you in that way it's it's different it's like it requires that a certain level of gravitas as an artist that mm-hmm. they're gonna like make shit for you basically yeah you know yeah that works for you totally sonic branches murmuring drive. i just love the delivery of murmuring <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes it's so fucking rad and again, like this, like that little bit, like this song has so much cool, like imagery yeah. with like geological stuff and like universal like stuff, not to get too like granola or like corny about it, but she just like <laughs> is in tune with like stuff, you yeah, know, like, yeah. she's no, like, absolutely. my music is like part of the universe and like, like, and again, like that verse, uh, she's octagon, polygon, <laughs> pipes up an organ sonic branches murmuring drone crystallizing galaxies spread out like my fingers so again so she's fingers like again the fingers she loves talking about fingers but also like everything sonic branches you know yeah. like that whole like the music the science of the music mm-hmm. uh, the science of synthesis like yeah. it's all like in there yeah. and i like that like you can really like break it apart and i think like I just want to smoke a joint with her. You know what I mean? Like, let's like, 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 it just, like smoke a joint and uh, play around with synthesizers. I'll just shut. I just want to smoke a joint, and listen to her talk. Like, yeah, tell me, shit. Yeah. I'll just listen to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I won't even say anything. Like, uh, yeah, amazing man. Yeah. This one again shows her growth as an artist too. Like, mm-hmm. shows her evolution and like remaining um, uh, relevant mm-hmm. and not trying yeah like oh trying too hard because artists like this it's very difficult you mm-hmm. know like to maintain longevity over all these years and be relevant yeah. and um and like you see like again like you see so much come after her mm-hmm. like like look at grimes like grimes is yes. like a weird like evolution in a way of something like she walked so grimes could run exactly or whatever. grimes, you know grimes what I mean? would like, not exist in in this form if it weren't for bjork absolutely not and like and but like I you know like Grimes is problematic too but like she like she had some awesome like when she came out mm-hmm. like just the fact she was producing all the music mm-hmm. and it was all coming from a weird fucking mind and like it was rad like it it wouldn't exist without this yeah. it yeah. wouldn't be like anything it wouldn't sound anything like how it sounded yeah like when Genesis came out or whatever you know and like yeah yeah man I'm I'm really fucking glad you liked it I it's hard for me to pick like. Oh, you gotta listen to this album because I feel that way about kind of all of these. Mm. You know what yeah. I would say? I would say listen to Homogenic or Homogenic or however you say that. Okay. 
Um, yeah. I didn't give you any songs off of that album, but it's probably my favorite. Okay, it's yeah. really fucking solid. There's a lot of really cool beats on that route, that album. But yeah, I, any of it. You can pick pick any album and probably be find some really fucking rad stuff ah, in there. Yeah. I'm so excited, man, to like dive into it more and um couple of things first thing i would say is like man thank you for doing what you do you got you're doing the lord's work here <laughs> with your podcast because um i love the opportunity to like dive into anything artistic yeah. or yeah. musical and just to talk about it because it opens up your world and mm-hmm. like as an artist like for me like i was just talking about like you know i'm trying to do this stuff and like listening to this playlist made me just want to do it even more and like got me excited to like work with my production and like uh i love that and the second thing i would say and i think it's really important and i think i've said this before coming on the podcast but uh i just think it's really important to be able to be open to things Mm -hmm. as we get older and to be okay with like not knowing yeah yeah i think that's really important i think that's something really cool about your podcast that it promotes is like um it's okay to not know about things. It's okay to not like to to feel like oh well, I'm I'm not like cool because I don't like know like you know yeah. I felt a little bit like oh like how do I not know that like I sound like a fucking kook like I don't let ever listen to Bjork. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, but that's okay. Yeah, you know, like it's okay to like get into something at any time, and I often find like. I love getting into shit like way after everyone else. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, like, you know what's fucking great, man? Fucking The Office or whatever. You know what I, mean? like, I, I, uh, although Roger Waters came out and said some really weird shit recently, uh, I, mm. I got into Pink Floyd because of this podcast. Uh, mm. And like, I never knew how much synthesizer they use, but boy, do I yeah. fucking love that shit. Um, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And, and kind of to your point, too, is like, also, sometimes stuff just isn't made for you. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean it's bad. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's bad. It means it's probably not made for you or you're mm. just not ready to hear it. Like I, sure. I probably wasn't ready to hear Pink Floyd back when I bought Dark Side of the Moon on CD and was like, right, oh, yeah, right. this is weird. And then never yeah, listened yeah. to it again. You know, <laughs> right, I, have, totally. I have I've gone on so many rants about gatekeeping <laughs> Sure, uh, yeah. And, and stuff like people get into shit whenever they get into it and new stuff comes out. The reason you don't understand it or you don't get it or I don't understand it or I don't get it is because it's not for me. I'm mm. fucking 40 yeah. years old. Like if sure. I was 20, right. I'd probably be into this kind of shit. And sometimes it takes a while to to get into it and realize like, oh, okay, I get what they're doing. Okay, they're referencing this here or or they're not referencing anything at all, you know? Right, right, um, definitely. And so, yeah, that's another thing I like about doing this is like, like Mac Miller I would never have listened to before. Uh, mm, yeah. And I thought that shit was pretty cool, especially the later albums they're doing. He was doing some really interesting things. I don't know, it's cool to like, listen to music that I never would have listened to before. I like getting the opportunity to like introduce people to stuff that they maybe never gave a chance and, and things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's like, 
I think maybe because we have children too, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's okay to like just go into the world with wonder and be like, Oh wow. Like to learn about things or to like, or to have things click into place. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really get this or cause oftentimes I find it's the opposite where you're like, Oh, I want to watch this movie from when we were young. And then you watch it and you're like, this Like, yeah. And we're like, you know, with music or like whatever it is. And like, so it's really great to just be proven wrong yeah. and just, um, so I just think like the premise of this podcast is really cool because it promotes like exploration and it promotes like, uh, being out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I think for art, that's the most important thing, yeah. whether, yeah. you know, any form of art is to just, challenge yourself and to be like to just think and reflect and be like why why is this like for me it's like why like obviously Bjork speaks to so many people and now I get a chance to like dive in like like a five-year-old or whatever explain like I'm five or whatever you know like (laughs) uh like why like what and I can see it like it's obvious I don't even need to ask why now because it happened to me and I get it and I'm like oh I can see why anybody is 1993 (laughs) or 2023 next year if somebody's into it you know yeah totally do you want to give Bjork a rating seconds of summer rating yeah is it what one to five one to five yeah one to five um man I would give it a solid like 4.5 and the only reason not a five is because I need to do more exploration but um yeah I was smacked in the face a little bit like yeah yeah, man like just appreciate greatness (laughs) and like recognize like this is this is great this is why and you know people do with Radiohead all the Mm -hmm. time people fucking love to talk shit about Radiohead what are you doing man have you listened to fucking Radiohead (laughs) like are you serious bro like you know what I mean like it's it's obvious right and then like it's okay to be like, oh, I was wrong, man. Yeah. Like, fucking, like, in rainbows is so in good, rainbows. you know? People, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't understand the people that don't like Hail to the Thief. Uh, dude, I like them all. They're like, all just Come on, fucking. come on. <laughs> I, They're never I not trying. The one after, maybe I need to give it another chance. The one after in rainbows, King of Limbs. I, I wasn't really feeling that one. Oh, yeah. That was a little, yeah. That's a little more modern, yeah. even me, but... Uh, in rainbows for sure. Yeah, in That's rainbows, gorgeous, kid A, I love it. Yeah, man. Anyway, thanks for coming back, dude. Thanks for having me. I'm always it's such an honor and I'm, it's just a pleasure to be on with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to give me something else. I'm gonna think about yeah. it. Okay, so next one I'm gonna come at you with okay. something um, better, like a good okay. one too. Okay. Maybe maybe Afghan yeah. works. Maybe we'll go yeah. there. I'm not the biggest aficionado, but maybe I can. Figure something. Do some research. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, listeners. Bye-bye.